to the Intentional Living Podcast, broadcasting encouragement to live your daily life with God's help and challenge to reach for more of God by faith. Join Brenda Wolf for today's Practical Insights. It's Brenda here again with Intentional Living, and today we're going to talk about a topic that is really important to every single person on the globe. It's called What's your number one? Before I get into this topic, though, I'm going to indulge just a moment and invite you to go through our library. We have podcasts that are continually being added to that library. We've been working really hard to do some audio work in our studio and to uh, put materials that we've had for the last couple of years where they will be available quickly and easily for you. Browse your podcast app. Check out all of the different uh, titles and topics that are available. Use them on your commute. Whenever it is that you podcast to multiply your time and your energy, this is one way that you can add to your own personal spiritual development even while you're doing something else. That sounds like a great arrangement. Let's get to our topic. What's your number one? You might wonder, what am I asking you? Well, this is an exciting topic to me because businesses and organizations all over really do ask that question, maybe in a different way. What people are trying to do and organizations are trying to do is to streamline all of the resources, the time, the energy that they have available so that they can get closer to accomplishing and achieving the goals and objectives that they have set. What does that look like for a Christian? Well, in this troubled, broken world, um, it's encouraging to know that God has a plan for every single person, not just for big groups and organizations, but for you and for me. His plan is good and flexible. It is vast, but it's also detailed. God loves you deeply, so much, and He does have a plan for your life. This plan has encouragement and guidance and hope connected to it. To discover the plan that He has for your life, you first need to decide what's your number one. And depending on how you answer that, it's going to launch you into God's good plan for your life, or not. The first thing we need to discover when we talk about His plan is this. He wants you to know Him personally and intimately. That's pretty much on His number one list. He wants to have that intimate relationship with you right out of the gate, He intends for you to partner with Him, yes, in managing the domain of your daily life and in doing the work of His kingdom. But first is between you and Him, your heart and His. It's a special privilege and responsibility with influence to know God. God gives you influence to impact the world, starting in your own home. Accepting this wonderful assignment ripples out into other realms. You know, like when you throw a a stone into a really calm lake or pond and you see where the, you know, the stone goes plop and you see the little drop that flies up as it enters the water. And then you see those circles rippling out. It's really beautiful. Talk about natural art. And 
It goes all the way to the edge of the pond, and then it slowly dissipates. That's how it kind of is when we start to figure out what our number one is and how God fits into that. Your life, your unique skill set, your gifts, your time on this earth, they're all custom designed for partnership with God in His reach to people everywhere. Wouldn't you like to be a part of His plan? Wouldn't you like to be who you were created to be and accomplish what God has in mind for your precious life? Wouldn't you like for, as your stone hits the water, for the ripples that go outward to actually really be beautiful artwork in God's kingdom for His glory? But first of all, you have to ask yourself, so what is my number one? The second thing you're going to discover as we talk about the um, God's plan is that God is in the habit of sharing His heart and His work with people who really want His friendship and who want His agenda more than their own purposes. God's grace gifts are poured into open hearts, and He does this in a triune way. Interesting word, triune, triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We're going to talk about that here. Let's start with Jesus. The Lord Jesus shares his life, his very life, and his serving example. And the scriptures contain his life story, and it starts with that wonderful Christmas manger. The account of his sacrifice for all sin comes next after he has uh, ministered while he was walking the earth. And that gift was given so that you and I and everyone could be free. And of course, that comes through his cross and the empty tomb. But there's also Jesus' promises and his commands. And you know, in scripture, a lot of people don't realize this, but there are a lot of here's how you do it tips for living in a tricky world. Jesus' grace enables you to live in these things forever. The second part of that triune God that we love and worship and serve is the Holy Spirit. He shares the spiritual gifts that God has for His believers, His church, and each person has their own unique gift skill set. There are specific abilities that allow people to serve, to build up, to nurture, to mature God's people, so that everyone can touch the world together. The Spirit of God also gives you joy and peace and wisdom. Let's talk about the Father. We said Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now we're going to look at our wonderful Heavenly Father and how He shares His work and His opportunities and His strategies with His people. It's a bit like when you invite your your child, your young child at um, smaller levels, and then as he grows older, to help you manage your property because you want him to learn how to be a good, or her, to be a good property manager when they leave your home and are responsible for their own. You model how to use the tools and the resources. You let them try and practice. You encourage them. You help correct their strokes so that they can do a better job. This nurturing side-by-side helps them grow into serving and managing their own life one day as a healthy, normal, responsible adult. 
This is what your Heavenly Father does for you and I. As we walk alongside Him, He teaches us at the smaller levels, the uh, younger levels, and then He grows us up and lets us have more and more responsibility. Well, we've talked about how the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit all pour into helping us to discover God's plan. And of course, the first thing which we already talked about is that the God's plan starts with us having a very close relationship with Him. So having said all of those things, we'd better spend some time looking at what are your resources? As you partner with God, you begin to discover some resources that help you strive to make a difference in this mixed up world, this fast paced world. Did you know that you have been given gifts and skills and resources? You actually have a spiritual gift set, a skill set from the Holy Spirit. And we've talked a little bit about uh, recently a couple of um, podcasts about gifts and greater gifts and how to use your spiritual gifts and explore them. We're just going to mention them in this particular podcast because some of you may not have heard those podcasts, and you can go back and check through the library and uh, listen to those at another time. But here is the list. There's nine of them that are listed from 1 Corinthians, I think it's maybe chapter 12. Um, But the point is, you're going to begin to identify which of those things are mine. Some of you might say, well, I, I have a couple of those. And some of you might say, gee, I... I only have one. I think I have one. It doesn't even really matter how many you have, but what matters is how are you engaging what you've been given? Sometimes the person who's been given one thing has more effectiveness than the person who's been given three or four. Because if that person does the one thing really well, guess what? They're doing exactly what God created them to do. If the person who does the three or four things really well, well, they also need to do the same thing, and God helps them to be effective too. So it's not the number of gifts, it's how you engage them for, for God and for His renown. Renown is a good word. The list, first of all, is wisdom. Second, knowledge. Third, faith. Fourth, healing. Five, miracle power. Six, prophecy. Seven, discernment. Eight, speaking in tongues. And nine, interpreting tongues. If you want more on that uh, list of things, please check out in our library because we spent some specific and significant time on especially a couple of them. Now that we have talked about, again, what are your resources, and we've specifically identified our spiritual gift resources, we need to think about what kinds of things are going to get in the way of me using my abilities and my skill set, developing them and actually applying them in the world today, in my world, my family, my job. Well, your accomplishments will be affected by what Scripture calls dumb idols. Most people want to improve themselves and their surroundings, you know, set new goals, have positive strokes, um, have worthwhile accomplishments. People work constantly and especially in different businesses and corporations, companies and associations, they want to aim higher. They want to have careful investments. 
As with all endeavors, there are obstacles that have to be overcome. And in our spiritual walk, there are obstacles that interfere with our spiritual godly gain as well. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 2 suggests that dumb, and that means mute, idols are the culprits. Imagine that. What is a dumb idol? Is this term really even one that the modern world can interface with? In past centuries, idols were common. Objects that you could see and touch and hold often represented a powerful entity who might grant one's requests. In some cultures today, idols are still worshipped. It's a very subtle thing that grabs the human heart, this idol thing. Many have graduated from a carved image that they might hold or stand in front of or kneel in front of to much more sophisticated forms of idols. In fact, in today's modern high-tech world, idols look completely different. They're still there, though, and they still command the human heart. They actually are masters over people. Here's another list. These are dumb idols that the modern day man and woman and child would need to deal with. Food and drink. Latest technology, gadgets and gizmos. Style and fashion. A substance that makes you feel better. A happy home. Sexual pleasure. Precious children. Development of a credible reputation. Becoming an icon of success and making lots of money. Healthy lifestyle. Time away from work. Property and home. A cherished friend or spouse. Are those things wrong? Well, of course not. Just like a hunk of wood or a boulder or stone with etchings and carvings on it is not wrong. In fact, the above list really represents many of the gifts and blessings that God has given to us. I hope you noticed that. How could they be wrong in and of themselves? So what is an idol, really? Anything that captures your heart, affection, resources, and time, taking the rightful and central place of God in your life, that's an idol. Anytime you cannot honestly say, I want Jesus to be Lord of my life, that's when you have an idol. If you can't say, Jesus is my number one, then you have idols. Ask, What gets my attention? What do I strive for? What do I live for? And bottom line, what do I worship and adore in my daily life? Those questions help you identify idols. What can you do as you may realize that there are some things in your life that are idols? And quite frankly, let's just be honest here. Everybody has them. Only the wise identify them, and only the ones who love God and have pure hearts are willing to do something about it. Now we're going to start about what can you talk about, what can we do 
to address these idols? And how can you make God your number one? First of all, please don't let God's good things, even your spiritual gift sets, uh, let, don't let those subtly become dumb idols in your life. Hold yourself accountable every day. Pull down everything that takes God's place in your heart. Become familiar with what's going on in your mind and inside you. What are you focusing on all the time? Resolve to love God first and most and best. Trust Him. Obey Him down to the minutest details. He's right with you. He's helping you and speaking to you. Scripture says that you will hear a voice behind you saying, here is the way. Go this way. God loves you with everlasting love. Why not risk loving Him back? Making Him your number one. Spend time in God's Word and talk with Him during your day. Seek Him earnestly from your heart. Then you're ready to explore more about your resources, your gifts, your skill sets, so you can serve God with, without a divided heart. You will have an undivided heart then, a pure heart. And Scripture says that the pure in heart will see God. So, time to ask yourself, what's your number one? How can you focus your heart to love God first and most today and every day? Why not spend some time exploring and developing the gifts that God has given you? How can you engage your exciting individual life part that fits into God's brilliant plan? And how can you invest your life even in small ways each day, to make a global difference? These are the questions that you can ask yourself so that your life will become the life that God intended you to live and accomplish the things that He intended for you to accomplish while you were on the globe. You are important. Your life matters. But you need to ask yourself, what's my number one? Have a great day. God bless you as you explore these questions and learn more how you can be who God made you to be. You've been listening to Brenda Wolf with the Intentional Living Podcast. Visit the Intentional Living website at www.intentionallivingministry.org your web-based home for resources and articles to help you navigate life's challenges and issues. Sign up on the Intentional Living email list and get a free ebook on how to get into God's Word with a super busy life. Brenda's prayer is that you will grow in grace and strength to live your daily life in God's power.